Hello. 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 Welcome to episode five. Again. Episode five. Bloody hell, we've got five weeks worth of... I know. Already. In Technicolor, because there was actually a video for episode four. Um, oh, just quickly, if you're on <laughs> on my YouTube, episode three, for some reason, doesn't switch over. So episode three is on Spotify and everything else, so you can listen to the podcast um, through that. But for visual, it'll probably just be from episode four. So apologies if you can't find three, but it wouldn't let me put it up because it won't talk to my computer right now. But well, as soon as I do, yeah. uh, technology hates me at the best of time. So yeah. Right, Will, what are we talking about today? Well, I think today we should talk a little bit about getting beginners back into the gym, uh, what kind of stuff we can do to help you guys get back into the gym, um, what you guys can do to kind of give yourself the best chance of getting back into the gym as well, because I think it's such a um, no, good... No apologies, it, it's sugar-free. Don't, don't judge me. <laughs> I think it's such a good... Um, thing to talk about especially with people coming out of the part of the new year's resolution kind of thing now yeah. there's going to be people that are going to be without sounding too too horrible you know people are going to be a little bit more serious about their their training now because they want to get ready for the summer they want to get ready to get healthier this year some summer you say is it rages with rain outside yeah, around us they could probably hear it if i'm honest with you they could probably hear it I'm hoping it's coming. I mean, I can't make any promises, but I have a theory that because we've had so much awful weather that we're just going to have an endless summer for six months. Yeah, I hope so, don't you? I kind of realised that so. if it just dumps all the water now, then what else is there but sunshine? I mean, we're definitely not going to get a drought. Let's don't say kill that. this dream for me, Will. I'm sorry. Say, sorry just don't sorry. do it. Sorry, I'll try. I'm, 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 I'm struggling right positive. now. <laughs> I'll oh, try to keep positive. But I think it'd be a really good thing to, to talk about today, just for people that might be a little bit unsure about coming back into gym people that or are... I suppose even starting yeah absolutely because a lot of people like the gym is like the most alien place in the world for some people and also just just to sort of go from disclosure at the beginning if you're not a fan of the gym that is completely okay that really is okay because some people aren't my other half couldn't think of anything worse than to come to the gym but she'll go play team sports four times a week um some people don't like going to the gym but they run they go outside they cycle they do like more triathlon based sort of stuff um, or outside work, you know, they, all of this is absolutely fine. There is no nothing wrong with it, but I suppose a lot of people don't know where to start anywhere. Like they've done it before, they want to come back, oh God, where do I start? And there's complications with that. And then there's obviously being so terrified that you can't do anything at all that walking in a gym mm. is like probably, you know, like walking into a transformer factory. It's being, it's accessibility though, isn't it? Like you just said, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be coming into the gym and lifting weights or going onto a, onto a cardio, cardio piece of equipment, you know? Yeah. Especially with the, with the, my passion, you could do it wherever you want to do it. You know, you could do it on a treadmill if you wanted to, you could do it outside if you wanted to, you could do it in Antarctica if you wanted to, you know, you don't need necessarily a lot of equipment to be able to, to get healthy. Yeah. And I think that's the main part of what we need to be talking about here is that it needs to be health related not physique related not you know you can do you can lose weight you can tone up you can cut on muscle you can you know create a better lifestyle for yourself without coming to the gym and i think that's one thing that, that maybe needs to be uh changed a little bit because it's it's a very um targeted um, yeah um, I th yeah, I think I say the big thing you hit on there is turning up to the gym to solely do cardio is 
a good way to introduce yourself to the gym, by all means. Like the cardio machines are the less scary because everybody knows how or has an idea of how to run, yeah. how to cycle, how to row, how to go on a cross trainer. They're non-invasive machines. But after a while, you, you're basically spending your money on wasting your time mm -hmm. because these are things that you could do outside and reap far more benefits you know, going out cycling and running outside in the sun, getting vitamin D on your skin, breathing in some fresh air, mm. you know, clearing your head and stuff is very different to being in a gym statically. And actually the mechanics of running on a treadmill are different to running on the ground, as you know. I think it works out. It's 11% easier to run on a treadmill than it is to run outside because it's a constant pace it's a constant movement isn't it yeah you're, also you're you have to pro when when you're running outside you have to propel yourself you are actively moving forward mm -hmm. on a treadmill you're actually running on the spot as the belt moves you don't have to propel yourself the belt propels you you just have to keep up with it yeah. so it's actually easier to run that's that's why i think a lot of people will find it difficult in the beginning to go from treadmill running to road running because all of a sudden you haven't got a conveyor belt that's just moving everything underneath you you have to move forward and it is tricky and also the circulation of air as well there's a it it, yeah, it no, sounds no, silly it sounds silly but with a few of my clients i've found that they've always run inside because they not necessarily wanted to, to do a, a running base goal but now they have got a running base goal they need to run outside they need mm. to get themselves outside um and it's different it is it is totally different because it's cold air there's wind in your face you know you're you're pushing yourself to a different level that maybe you're not on the treadmill because you know you're that you're, burning throat feeling. yeah you're then you're then having to like you say you're, you're having to put more effort into what you're doing because you're having to to move yourself rather than the, the belt is moving you yeah going back to to maybe the the cardio because what we said second ago wasn't it about coming to the gym and just doing cardiovascular yeah. based movements i think with some in some way you need to be strategic about coming to the gym you need to think about, okay, why why do I need to come to the gym? What do I need to do at the gym? Because yeah, no, you sense. can be you can be strategic with it in terms of learning new things from, from people, you know. You don't come to the gym necessarily come to the gym and come in by yourself, get your workout done and, and go away again. Why not come see one of us? Why not get advice from other people? You know? The gym is a is a hub of advice. You know, if you if you go and talk to a few people that maybe not even not even trainers, not even people that are working at that gym. Why not go to talk and go and talk to people that maybe have an incredible physique or you know you see in the gym every single time that you come that, in? That comes with its own pitfalls. <laughs> uh, true, true, but maybe being a little bit more strategic with coming into the gym mm. and talking to people and, and and using it as a hub of knowledge rather than potentially coming in, getting your workout done, and and, and leaving. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, I think a lot of that comes down to just fear of asking. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, the amount of time you know, we've probably asked people, I know I have, that have you know, turned around and I said, oh, so you ever thought about using a personal trainer? And someone goes, well, yeah, but I just never thought of asking anybody. Or, you know, most gyms, I've worked in a few where they do have an induction plan, a free PT and stuff. We probably have the best one here that I've come across for continuous, you know, upkeep. And the, the, thing, the thing is, is, I mean, we offer it, which is great, but if you're not local to us, ask because a lot of the time if the gym isn't looking after their staff which is a massive problem with our industry which will be a topic for a completely other podcast mm -hmm. um 
they're less inclined to offer it out. Yeah. Because they're, they're, you know, it's jaded and it's just going through the motions and things like that. So don't be afraid to ask, is there a, a can I get a plan made? Can I have a video? Can you show me this equipment? Because the thing is as well, especially if you're returning to the gym, you have this real pretense of wanting to skip an induction because you know it. And that's fine. You may know it, but what it would be good to do is get in there and just familiarise yourself and have somebody just go, oh, give me 10. So at least you know what weight to start on. Because yeah. the trouble is you have an idea of where you were when the last time you came and you come back in and it's very daunting sometimes to try and A, go back to where you were because hopefully you'll you know, be wise enough to understand that there will be drop-offs and you're not where you were, but also that the equipment might have changed slightly, the layout's probably changed slightly, and it's going to be very disorientating. If you don't know where things are and you don't have a plan, you're just going to try and gravitate to what you know. It also probably won't challenge you to do things that you wouldn't normally do because we all stick to what we know. It's like the same thing with us. We don't, making pro programming, PTs programming themselves is the worst thing you could possibly do because we will just leave out the crap we don't like, mm -hmm. even if we need to do it because we know we can get away with it because we wrote the program. Yeah. It's no different with you guys. You will do the things you enjoy doing and not the things that you need to do. Because you'll probably find it's the things that you find the hardest that you need to do to bring you up to an overall balance of, of health and things like that. Um, if you are new, I strongly recommend you do it because in the nice possible way, you don't know anything. You don't know the layout of the gym. You don't know how the machines work. You don't even know how much you can potentially lift or put down. You'll probably surprise yourself, but it is important to scope around first and maybe find a gym that has a free induction process because some gyms charge for an induction which I think is ridiculous um, and then a program right and a free PT just to get you ingrained in because I mean from a gym's perspective it's great because it keeps people around because you have more interaction so they get to know people but also you actually know what the hell you're doing because yeah. I mean I remember when I first walked into a gym it was just because I happened no I was 15 when I first started going to the gym because my mate was a year older than us and we used to sneak in we'd pay for a swim keep our ticket and use it in the gym which, you know, Probably defrauding the now. system, but there you go, <laughs> can't come after me now. Um, and yeah, and we, we just, you know, you do the usual stuff. Our friend was sort of training to be a fitness instructor, so he gave us some random stuff to do, and you're there bench pressing a 10 kilo bar and dying underneath it, or trying to bicep curl, and then a fit girl walks past, and every guy sort of instinctively goes, <laughs> chest puffs out. And I, I actually, I think that's when I've kind of figured out behavior Fascinating because I even pointed it out to our friends once. This girl walked past us and we all sort of instantly sucked our guts in and puffed our chest out. Now, you do realise we've all just done that. And they went, no, no. Yeah, you didn't even need to think. It was the instinctual thing as an attractive woman was past. Oh, suck the gut in, puff the chest out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think the induction process is it's a really good thing, especially for beginners. But one thing that I've found is really valuable when, when talking to people is give yourself a time you're 100% going to dedicate your time to doing whatever you want to do. I think that's going to be a really, really important part of your your training regime because it's fairly easy to go, oh yeah, I'll go tomorrow at uh, yeah, maybe 6, 7 o'clock and then it gets to 6, 7 o'clock and you don't actually go and then you go, oh, that's all right, I'll go the next day and then you don't do it. Mm. Rather than if you give yourself 100%, okay, so I'm going to go at 4 o'clock in the afternoon straight after work, I've got my stuff in my bag, I know that I'm going to go there get through the door, get your stuff done, leave again. Okay, so tomorrow, what have I got availability tomorrow? Okay, so I'm gonna go at six o'clock tomorrow morning. I know 100% I've got the stuff in my bag, I'm gonna go before work. Giving yourself something that's gonna be 100% guaranteed and 
built into your day is going to make it a lot easier for you to be able to hit something because yeah yeah completely and i think with that one is just be reasonable on what you actually can and can't do yeah like it may be that in the beginning you're just turning up twice a week yeah at a time because you know you've got to start integrating in like you know that you'll you'll never find time you have to make it case in point yesterday i was so busy that i genuinely didn't have the time to get my because I'm only doing two workouts this week because I'm on a delay, but I didn't get time to do it. But I was kind of lucky because I did on my powerlifting course on the Sunday. I did two big lifts, so you know I hit my legs anyway, and I made yeah. sure I did bench and deadlift on the Tuesday. So it's only shoulders that are off, but I have I, I know personally that I can naturally get away with neglecting shoulders a bit because that's my stronger natural point. So you know it's not too bad. But yeah, so I think the biggest issue as well is that you we all of a sudden assume we're going to be training five days a week. Like with um, my online clients um, that I have, it's, it's small, small changes. Cause a lot of these guys haven't exercised in a long time or they haven't been to the gym in a long time. And it's like, look, for now, all I want you to do is go for a walk once a week or get into the gym once a week, because you have to understand you've built an entire life around everything else. And you're trying to add more in mm. and that could be tricky at first. Yeah. Taking what you said about times as well is we all have power times where you get the most done. Yeah. Like for me, I know it sounds really stupid, but if I've got paperwork to do, nine o'clock at night is my power time. Like I've got really? a little, yeah. Well, because I'm, I'm so used, I'm so used to having to work long days. True. That the yeah. only time I used to have, like when I was doing assignments and things as well, like for massage therapy, behavioral therapy, and all these other courses I've done my power time was nine in the evening. Even if it was just for half an hour to an hour. Because yeah. I would have finished it and I've done everything I need to do and I can just sit down, blast it out and because I had a limited amount of time. Mm -hmm. So start, the thing, a lot of this comes down to preparation, I, th I think is, is the key, isn't it? It's very easy to go, I'm gonna go to the gym. Preparation is massive. But you've got to go, right, what times do I have available mm -hmm. to go to the gym? What condition am I in right now? Yeah. What do I know? And when you make build this matrix up, because everything is data, right? And you know, even if your weight fluctuates up and down and stuff, if you start looking at things as data rather than absolutes, then it becomes easy to examine where you're at. So for instance, right, so you've got your data at the moment. So you know, ideally, really, you can train maybe three times a week, definitely two. Stick with two. Don't stress out about the third one. You then go, right, what ability am I at? I used to go to the gym, I'm still relatively fit, fine. So you'd come in at a medium kind of intensity just to get yourself back to where you are. Or if you're like, I'm a complete beginner, come in and just orientate yourself. Nice and easy, low weight, high rep stuff, just to get movement rights and grain movement patterns and things. And then it's what do you know? What do you know any of the machines in the gym? No, right. Then maybe getting to learn the machines, watching people, how they use it, asking for some help you're still getting a benefit even if it's not physical because you're setting yourself up for the best long-term mm. plan but the trouble is as you say and if we use the term resolutioners as much as i don't really like using it but you know there are these people that have never done it before they rock up and don't know what they're doing and they'll try stuff it won't go right they don't get results because they need it now because they've realized that i am not where i want to be and i want to be somewhere else They've given themselves the worst possible setup, and then yeah. we see the drop off, which is actually generally around this time. I think you've got a. Uh, uh, it's difficult because there is 
so much information out there now. Oh, most yeah. of it is most of it, or and, should we say and, some and of it? And who sometimes. isn't selling the yeah. next bits? Exactly. But plan. I think sometimes research can be a really, really good thing to do, especially when you're first starting, because I think sometimes people do walk into the job, into the into the job, into the job, into the gym is what I actually <laughs> meant to say, uh, into the gym, and they they look at look at everything that's around. They think, oh god, uh, what yeah. the hell am Usually I doing daunting. here? Rather than if you've done a little bit of research, okay, so I know that I want to lose a little bit of body fat. Okay, uh, best ways to lose body fat. By by the way, is is just before you search that and get a thousand answers, it is a calorie deficit and resistance yeah, training. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just to clean I mean, it up, because if you type in the best ways to lose fat in Google, you are you are going to see some weird ass shit that you don't need. You just need to control energy balance and add some resistance training in. You will be fine. So just, uh, just, uh, but yeah, you're right. That was a loose there. I'll yeah. just, just say a little bit of research might be a good thing. Um, but I think, you know, look, looking at a little bit of research just before, a little bit of loose research, it doesn't have to be specifics, biomechanics, whatever, you know, look at the simple parts and things that you can do to come into the gym. You know, uh, in a way, I know that there's quite a lot of stuff stupid things out there in terms of workouts. <laughs> There's a lot of stupid stuff out there. But if you can if you can find some simple movements that maybe might be um, valuable to you, then I think that might be a good thing to do because although you may not know how to use it efficiently and effectively, hitting simple movements, shoulder press, to a degree, chest press, leg press, leg extension, those kind of machines, lat pull down might be one in terms of, I know people do swing, but you know, using those kind of loose and, and dying them loosely will really benefit you maybe if you're trying to get yourself into the gym because then you're maybe a little bit more familiar with those machines. Yeah, I think, and I think machines are the way to go because they're in the nicest possible way, they are idiot proof. Yeah. You, it takes a lot to balls up a fixed resistance machine. That's why they have them. Free weights are king because they train you in all planes of movement. Yeah. They, they, you know, work on instabilities and they'll, they'll exploit weaknesses, which means you have to get better on them. But if you are looking to just start adding resistance to your workout and some simple push-pull leg movements, you can't go wrong with machines because they're designed that they can't go wrong. Mm. They have a little demonstration. You can see somebody else using them. It doesn't require much thought process as long as you're just roughly set up in the right way. And you'll know roughly if you are or not because it will feel awful if you don't. Yeah. The other thing is just like, you know, um, uh, home workouts got a shot fired at it the other day. And there's nothing wrong with those. But I do agree the point is that after a while, jumping around in your living room is only going to get you so far, which is why ideally you should add resistance in because resistance is the key to most things. Mm -hmm. But if you've been doing home workouts and you're comfortable with those movements, go to the gym and do them in the studio. Because all, you've, all, you're, all we're looking for you to do is transition from somewhere that you feel really familiar and safe with to somewhere that you feel less familiar and safe with. So if you are used to doing an aerobic routine in your living Oh, excuse me, in your living room, go do it in the studio. Once you've figured that out, then what you want to do is go, I'm going to add a couple of dumbbells, like the little studio dumbbells, like the really light ones, because it's just progressive and it can be nice and slow. Because once you've got a rough idea of those movements and you can add weight to them, you're more confident to then move into movements that you don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, not, 
everything can transfer over. The gym at the end of the day is a house with weights in it. That is all it is. It's a house with multiple rooms and multiple weights. So it isn't as scary as everyone makes it out to be. You're, what you're scared of is a lack of knowledge and a fear of people looking at you thinking, Jesus Christ, does this idiot know what they're doing? Well, everybody who walked into the gym felt like you did to start with. Everybody who walked into the gym first time around had no idea what they were doing. They say they do, but they didn't really in the grand scheme of things. And nobody in the nicest possible way, not to make you feel insignificant, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. All people are going to do is notice that somebody new's come in, and but maybe they might not even know that they're new. No, that's I, what I mean. I'm saying people, people are so blinkered and doing what they're doing yeah. that they're probably not even going to notice you anyway. And the other thing that pops up every now and then is you, there's a lot of New Year's resolution is get a lot of shit on social media from current gym members. Blah blah blah. Well, first of all. All you arseholes that are digging people out were New Year's resolutions at one stage, so shut up and get back in your box because you were there first. And second of all, if the gym doesn't get people in it, the gym closes. So it's never a bad thing to have people in. And also, you know, this is mini rant inside of this, discouraging people from going in because you're annoyed that you can't get on the equipment you want to get on, well, you should know more than enough to be able to change a routine. These guys are learning. They're trying to get involved. They're trying to enter the world that you enjoy. Yeah. So why would we not encourage them and make them feel like they should join in? Because it, 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 we got it this year. So many people were, oh, God, so busy in the gym now. Oh, New Year's resolutions. Well, first of all, actually, everybody who came back in January, you already knew. They weren't actually New Year's resolutions. It was just the December drop-off crew came back. So all you did is for the last four weeks, you've gotten used to it being the gym to yourself because you've carried on your training when everyone else dropped off. Yeah. And then come back and you're mind that it's busy. But... You know, you've been doing the same thing over and over again. Use an excuse to switch it up. And yeah, but for those of you guys that hear all this stuff, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get in anybody's way and I don't want to be judged. Honestly, ignore them because they're just being stupid and they just want to, you know, have their two minutes on the soapbox. But coming in and doing what you know and transferring over into a gym space is probably a really good way of doing things because every, you know, even if it's coming, as we say, as much as coming in and I've said cardio after a while is kind of a waste of money. If that's all you know, get in the gym and do it. Because you'll familiarise yourself with the space. And then once you're familiar with the space, it won't daunt you so much. You'll be more inclined to stretch out. It's no different than when you're a child. You stick to the rooms you know. You stick to the places you know because you know them. You know the orientation. You know where the exits are. You know where the entrances are. You know where all the objects are. You move into a new room, all of a sudden you'll freeze again because you have to reorientate yourself with everything. So if you know that that section of the gym, I mean, like in our gym, for example, if you had never been in a gym before and you go down to the ground floor, you never walk in a gym again. Yeah, it can be It's quiet. just all free weights. It's all big amount of objects. Yeah. People lifting big stuff. Those people are lovely, by the way. So if you come to our gym, please don't feel daunted at any point because nobody here would ever not encourage you or try and help you or spot you or anything else. We're very, very inclusive here. But if you're not used to everything and you don't know what those machines are, it's going to terrify you. Yet if you go upstairs and you find that little corner where all the cardio stuff is and you think, I feel comfortable here, stay there until you're really comfortable there and then you can start encroaching yeah. back out. Yeah. How much do you know about your goals that you're going to go for this year, Vince? How, how many goals have you set yourself this year? Ooh, how many goals? So my goal this year is twofold. Mm -hmm. One, to hit strength set of strength targets, which is by the end of the year, I would like to be able to squat 200 kilos, yeah. deadlift 
200 kilos in a way that I would be happy doing it because I've dabbled over it before, but I wouldn't. I if it, yeah. I would say it wouldn't. It was it was very unclean, or it was like a, I've car deadlifted 210 before, which is a slightly different mechanic. Mm -hmm. So straight bar deadlift 200 kilos, squat 200 kilos, overhead press strict 100 kilos, and bench 100 kilos. Now on my powerlifting course, I managed to get 100 kilo bench out, and it went up the best it's ever gone up. So thank you so much to the uh, the very old 83 year old powerlifting coach we had who used his <laughs> Mr Miyagi ways. To just completely like yeah. no, it's like story, proper story. proper Daniel's son being was like no, you do it like this, tighten up and do that, and all of a sudden it, literally I called it up and I'm thinking this isn't going to go anywhere, broke my chest and went boom up it went. I was like what Jesus is. Christ, like you know the, the joke was like for every PB you get you got to give us a Mars bar. I was like man I'm going to buy you a bag of Mars bars for that because that the chest is my weakest point. Yeah, it really is. And the other thing that is the other side of this from a mental health perspective, is gaining weight without freaking out. Yeah. For me, gaining weight is a big psychological battle because I was picked on a lot all the way through school for it. Yeah. And as I've said before, I wasn't overweight in the sense that I was fat. I was overweight because everybody else was malnourished. Yeah. Because I grew up in an area where, you know, yeah. it wasn't the biggest thing to, you know, make sure that your kids were eating nutritious food and that's what my parents made sure that I did. So for me, I mean, I have a body fat goal I want to stay into, yeah. and I'm, I'm there at the moment, which is great, but my aim is to be able to keep going with this and be okay with climbing up in weight and not freak out about it and sabotage myself, because that's why I've never managed to stick to a strength goal before, because I genuinely would freak out the moment my weight went up, and oh, I'd yeah. just vomit and have to cut it down and, and lose it all. So these so. are your these are your macro these are your your long term goals aren't they Yeah. So what do you say are your short term goals? How how would you say that you're going to get to those to, to those positions? What have you what have you done or what are you doing to, to cut? There there is a reason why I'm asking. No no no. I'm sure there is my man. There is a reason why I'm asking. This. Um, so it's mainly the programming. I have yeah. a program that I'm going to stick to. It progresses up on a three week cycle. Then you deload off. Um, sorry. Bless <coughs> you. Um, and kind of not watching what I'm eating because sometimes I don't, but being a bit more forgiving with myself. So, for, so it's my macro, my micro goals or meso, no, meso, uh, micro and macro, isn't it? Yeah, micro, macro, meso. Yes, there we go. So my macro goals are to continue with the program. I alter it every now and I because my program is very uh, malleable and it says it has a principle that you have to follow but you can decide how you follow that principle mm -hmm. very much like diets yeah. um, so every cycle I change it a little bit to see what works best so that's kind of how I do it so yeah. I'll, like on my four week blocks I just change up how I'm going to do it ever so slowly to see if it works better or worse and then I go back on it and then actually just make sure that I'm being a bit more forgiving with myself food wise and knowing that if I eat this but my performance is still going up it doesn't matter I suppose mm. is how I do it but I haven't taken much thought into the small term goals because I know that my long term goal and steady progress is going to get there mm. so I understand probably where you're going to go with this but for this time around, because my goal is year end, yeah. I'm allowing myself to keep traveling up. And then if I come into a bump, I will then reassess. But at the yeah. moment, I'm not trying to do things in small blocks. I'm just like, just continue progressing on the program. Once you get a plateau, let's go back, reassess, change things up and move forward. So yeah. it's, a bit, mean, it's a bit more, food, a bit, 
So the scope's wider this time than the last things I've done, where my cut's like, right, 12 weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, da, 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 12 weeks. It's like, no, you have a year to yeah. just move ahead. I'm, I'm very different. I, I have to have very, very small goals and have a big goal. So obviously I'm doing my half marathon in, on the 26th of April. But I know how many miles I want to do per week. I know what I need to be running at in terms of my pacing for all of my different runs that I have to do. And I've got to know that because I know that that will motivate me. Right. And I think that is super important with, with, with people that are first starting. And what I try and do with a lot of people is give them, obviously they know that their big macro goal, their massive goal is that they want to, you know, whatever it may be, lose weight, put on muscle, run a marathon, whatever. That's their big macro goal. But I think what you need to start thinking about for, for some people is is their micro goals as well. So what do they what do you want them to, to, to achieve weekly? What do you want them to achieve monthly? What do you want them to achieve throughout their whole journey? Um, whether that may be how many steps they need to do per week, maybe how many you know sticking to their to their calories, how many calories they need to be having, blah 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 blah. Uh, even heck, let's say reduction in um, heart rate or whatever you know be better resting heart rates because yeah. that's what I'm looking at with some people at the moment and and it is crazy how quickly your, your resting heart rate comes down but obviously that's not for them to, to look at that's for, for us to look at yeah um, but what I think it's really important to do is is for, for, for most people it's not what you do inside the gym or it's not what you're doing on that one stage in your day it's what you're doing per week you know, so say I want to do ten thousand steps per day. You know, that's where, well, however much that is at the end of, of the week. Um, you know, accumulating small little micro goals that you're constantly going to be achieving per week is first off, it's going to get you to, to where you want to be a lot quicker, but also it's going to give you a lot of motivation. And you know, some people do work exactly the same way that Vince does. You know, where you can create a massive macro goal, and you know that you're going to hit that at the end of the year because that's what motivates you but some for some people little micro goals achieving weekly monthly will like i said get you to, to where you want to be a lot quicker yeah. and also keep them motivated and, and engaged in what they're doing as well yeah i think the reason why i haven't necessarily set the micro goals this time around is because my program does that for me because it's not some i haven't written a program it's a program yeah. that um gary the owner here passed on to me because I saw his progress and I thought, oh, you know, see, and you know, we spoke about it quite a lot and it seemed to resonate quite well with me in the way I would like to work with this. So the, the plan, because it works on four week blocks, is the same thing. It gives me small cycles so every week. So the program I'm doing is the, 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 I think is it Wilder, Jim Wilder or Wendler? I don't know, I'm probably going to butcher his name. Wendler, Wendler, that's it. Um, five, three, one program. So you do a week, where you top out a minimum of five reps, go for an AMRAP, as many reps as possible, but you can fiddle around with it. So it's a week of five, week of three, week of one. Mm -hmm. And the weights go up each time based on your one rep max. Yeah. After, I think it's after the fourth cycle, possibly seventh one, you retest and then you go up again. So that's where my increments are coming in, my smaller goals, because the programs already put them in there for me. I don't have to think, because I know yeah. that when I come in, it's gonna be heavier for less reps, heavier for less reps, cycle back round everything goes up a little bit, heavier, heavier, heavier. So it's small incremental increases. But for me, what I do is if I go, oh, that worked well. So, so far I've done it with, because I took some time off, because December was a bit of a, a mental clusterfuck, to be honest. Um, I came back in this year, 
and started on week one. And because I knew the weights weren't going to challenge me as much, I decided to go as many reps as possible on my top set and then back off and do lots of volume. Whereas this time round, I've decided to just triple the top set. So I haven't done an AMRAP on it. It's just I do three sets of five, three sets of three, and then five sets of yeah, one yeah. to really ingrain in those numbers. This time round, I'm going to change it up again a little bit and then go for as many reps as possible and then try and climb up heavier yeah. in singles each time or whatever. So, so I suppose you do have a little bit of a micro goal, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what I'm know, saying yeah. is it's kind of like, because it's already predetermined by the program, I guess yeah. I don't think about it that yeah. way. I just go, yep, I trust the program, which is another thing. You have to trust your program. And because it is working and because I have the wiggle room to manipulate it, if I feel that this is going to work better for me on whatever day, I can kind of just let it run its course, really. But I suppose with running, it is a little bit more... You have to have your eye on the ball a little bit because constantly well yeah I, I guess so because I mean and it's not that weightlifting isn't a hard sport it requires a lot of concentration but it's very easy for me to analyse if I you know why I didn't hit a lift or why something was going wrong you need to learn your body I yeah that's completely one where I'm at with that now I know that okay well I didn't do this I didn't do that I moved yeah. like that I didn't brace here or I didn't eat enough to do that or whatever because you I suppose yourself whatever goal you want to go so say if I wanted to run a, an hour half marathon heck am I going to be able to hit those paces that I need to, to, to be going at to, to hit a, a, an hour marathon but listening to your body and thinking okay so has anyone ever done an hour half marathon uh, probably well, at some point yeah no probably no, at some you. point I know no, some people thank you I know some people around here have done like a one hour nine marathon I know that but um, you know heck am I going to be able a to a one hour nine marathon or half marathon Half marathon. I was going to say, who? I'm in half. I'm in half. Is it the flash? No, no. Christ. But, you know, heck am I going to be able to hit those paces per mile? No way am I going to. But now, what I now know is that, okay, so I can hit maybe a seven minute mile. I can hit a six and a half minute mile, 625 minute mile. You know, so now, because I've read the way that my body works and what my body is, is capable of doing consistently, I now know that that's going to be what I need to be working at. Mm. And I think for some people, maybe they come in and, and they think, cool, so I've got to do this. I know I want to be here. I know I want to be here. I'm going to go balls to the walls. I'm going to kill myself to get myself there. That's brilliant. You know, that's great that you have that kind of mentality. Slow it down. Slow <laughs> it down. Slow it down. Because you're going to burn out. You're not going to be able to, you know, like I said, you're not going to be able to hit those those targets that you need to be hitting to get to that place at that amount of time. Yeah. There's no point. Slow no. yourself down, give yourself time, let yourself um, get into the rhythm of being able to run. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's, no, yeah it's no different than having a weight goal, isn't it? It's, like you, it's, it's very easy to say that progressive overload is what you need to do. Yeah. And, yeah, you are right. You do have to progressively overload to, to progress. But it may not be putting on extra weight because if you're not sure of your form and squatting is the worst for this mm. the worst if you are adding more weight to the bar and your bum is getting increasingly higher you are no longer progressively overloading you're just putting on weights that are too heavy yeah but it, this just translates to anything if your form is breaking as the weight goes up you are unable to lift the weight that is going up and this is the problem that beginners have 
is that they assume that they should be progressing this workout on workout week on week and they're not dialing in that technique or more importantly paying attention to when they're doing it with good technique as to when they're doing it with bad technique so you need this is why we have mirrors in the gym okay so the reason we have mirrors in a gym is not for vanity reasons although a lot of people will use it for that it's not to get your shirt off and flexed it's not to check your ass in it's to make sure that you're actually moving in the right way you have a mirror in the squat rack to check your depth you have a mirror on the deadlift platform to make sure that your shoulders are retracted back you have mirrors in front of the dumbbell machines to make sure that your arms are moving evenly that's why we have uh, mirrors in the gym, is to check your form. So use them in that capacity. Check that your arms are locked into the side when you bicep curl, you're coming all the way up and stretching your arms all the way down to get full range of motion. Use the mirror in a squat to make sure that your bum is coming at least uh, in line with your knees at a 90 degree angle or lower. If you're not hitting that and you go to progress, you're actually taking the progression out of it. What you need to do then is either make your jump smaller or more importantly, try and control your tempo. The way, like, and this is where coming to talk to people is important because, as I said, you are now going to see, now that we've opened you up to say, go and search on the internet, you're going to hear so many different terms progressive overload, time under tension, tempo training, pace training, blah, blah, blah. You may have a rough idea of what these things are, but if you're not 100% sure, talk to somebody who will do. Because the better you understand it and the better that you know, have a better understanding, a better knowledge of what you're actually trying to do, the better you're going to progress through because there's nothing worse than being new, coming in, thinking you have to put the weights up every time or more importantly, you have what we like to call the beginner gains, the beginner adaptation process where you're going to make a lot of big jumps very quickly because your body goes, ha ha, like this. Yeah. And then you haven't taken that due diligence to make sure that everything you did was correct and moving up properly and all of a sudden it falls apart and that's when it demoralizes you. And that's why a lot of people drop off because they plateau and they just slink back rather than going, right, how do I get around this? And that's the key thing. You have to be honest enough with yourself to know that you have stalled and go, right, well, what am I gonna do to unstall? Because that's the only way you're gonna progress forward. Then you get the yo-yo gym goers that, oh, I just don't have the time now or I wasn't really seeing results. If you're not seeing results, you have to talk to someone because it might be that the results you wanted are unattainable in a sense that so someone, when, you know, I ask people this all the time, and I say, what's, what's your goal? Uh, I want to lose, I want to get down to 10 stone. That's a very specific number. Why 10 stone? Because I feel that's what I should be. Well, that number's just been pulled out your butt. Mm. It's just an arbitrary number that you feel that you should be that size. Yeah. When actually you could get to 10 stone four, look absolutely phenomenal, but you'll drop off because you didn't get the results you wanted because you couldn't lose those last four pounds. Mm. Um, so it's very important to understand that if you're plateauing off and if your goals are not you don't feel like you're achieving them that you reach out and find help to maybe sometimes you have to walk away from it for a bit yeah like if you if you if you've sort of dialed down like if you, if you look at strength i suppose is the best way because weight loss is a bit is a, a funny one you've hit the most amount of strength you can possibly hit and no matter what you do you cannot get any higher you're frustrated you're now no longer motivated. What I would suggest, rather than banging your heads together, brick wall, going, oh, well, this is it, or, you know, then, you know, but, it, you know, it's very easy to walk into the heads route, the performance and drug route, once you've hit your plateau. Oh, this is as far as I can go. Go and do a bodybuilding circuit. Spend four weeks packing on some more muscle. Because you can only go so far with the muscle mass you've got. With weight loss, rather than doing shitloads of cardio, 
because you only burn so much and you get to a certain point, add some resistance training in, do some strength training, give yourself a break to come back in fresh because you'd be surprised what you discover when you break away from just headbutting that goal all the time and take a step back. You'll see that, oh, actually all I need to do is move around and I'll see where I'm going from it. And that's the other thing with goals as well. Just understand that there are more than one way to get there and it's okay to deviate. As long as you're still moving in the same direction, deviation is not the problem. And even if your goal is to just get healthier or just enjoy your process, enjoy oh. the gym, then do you know what? That's probably the best, best thing that you could have. If that mentality is, 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 is what you are striving for, you're gonna have the best time. You're gonna have the best time. And that's what I sometimes I say to people, you know, uh, goals can be very, very good for some people. For me, incredibly, 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 incredibly important. But for some people, it's not important, you know? And, and for those people, especially people that are first starting, the enjoyment factor, getting in, experiencing some new experiences in terms of lifting weights, getting you know your heart pumping, um, using different machines, you know, make that your goal for first. Just look for pure enjoyment, and then yeah. maybe later on you can focus on what you're doing and, and what you want to be a little bit more specific. But you will find that those kind of people will lose weight a lot more efficiently, will maybe gain more muscle more quickly because they're not necessarily focusing purely on that goal. Yeah. What they're doing is Strangling they're focusing death, on, the, yeah. on the actual enjoyment factor of what they're doing. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, I, I've been down the roads before. I, mean, I think if, if, you're, if the goal is intense, it should only be done for a short amount of time. I really do think that that's the case because you can really fall out of love with something very quickly if you, if you squeeze it too tight, as you just said there. Um, coming in and then just enjoy being in the gym as you say it's probably the number one goal you should have as a newbie or a returner just get you back and enjoying being part of that environment yeah absolutely once you nail that down and you know you can always go back to just enjoying it then it becomes very easy to adapt yeah um, and it is it's, you know it's very lucky, easy to say something like that as, as personal trainers oh it's easy for you you guys you guys work in a gym so it must be easy for you to enjoy it I will tell you now some days the last thing I want to do is pick up a barbell I really don't like when I was a lifeguard for a long time, and people would turn and say, "Oh, it's easy. You must you must swim all the time." By the time I finished staring at water for eight hours, I don't want to fucking go in it. No, I no, just no. like get me out of it, and it just comes into knowing that the art, the act of moving for health benefits is more enjoyable Number than one. a performance goal. Performance goals will help you; they'll keep you focused. But enjoying doing something to improve your health shouldn't be that difficult to get your head around. Because at the end of the day, we all have things we want to continue doing for as long as possible. And the best way to do that is to just enjoy moving. And again, as I say, it doesn't have to be in the gym. It can be join a team, join a sport, go for a walk, get out on the water, buy a kayak, get a paddleboard, whatever. It doesn't have to cost any money. It can cost you the earth. It's whatever you want to do. It just has to be something that you can enjoy no matter what mood you're in yeah and for me going to the gym is great because it helps me clear my head i enjoy it and i enjoy seeing the progression in the summer at the same time i'll quite happily sack the gym off and go out on my board yeah i'm on the water for an hour not even really doing that much but it's still moving but working more on 
my overall well-being and, and mental health because it has to clear my head. The winter's a rough time for me. It's very easy for me to fall into myself because I can't escape outwards. So the gym is my escape inwards. Yeah. So variation. Yeah, I think that's the the one thing that you'll you'll go for there is variation, isn't it? Yeah, you know, completely. You need to vary what you're doing. Um, if you're getting like you said, the same thing, if you're getting a little bit bored of what you're doing, mix it up, vary it up, go outside, go for a walk, swim, run, whatever. You know, go for it, do it. And I think going back to to it being easy for us, I think we are incredibly lucky. Oh, yeah. have such a passion for what we are doing and I think it's not in terms of us being oh lucky to, to you know you're lucky you work in a gym it's not being lucky you know I think we're incredibly lucky to be passionate about what we're doing and passionate about helping people passionate about the sports that we want to be training people to do you know yours is 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 women powerlifting um, mine is I'm glad mine. you. I'm glad you added powerlifting after that. Sorry, yours is uh, women. Yours is women. Pause. Um, <laughs> powerlifting. <laughs> let's let's shorten that down a little bit. Um, my, my, yeah, uh, female, female strength and confidence training with behavioural yeah, therapy yeah, that, is actually not not just women. One, dot, that, dot 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 powerlifting. <laughs> yeah, I meant that one. God, right. Um, but yeah, I think we're incredibly lucky to be passionate about what we do. Um, yeah, but and and on that point as well, I didn't really. I've I've always enjoyed going to the gym. Yeah. But I didn't get into anything like that until I was much older. I say much older, you know. On the grand scheme, you know, there there are people like yourself that were getting into this like in their teens. Yeah, well, I've ran all my life. I've ran all my life, but I started here when I was sixteen. Exactly. Yeah. Sixteen. Exactly. Old. Like you know, you were sixteen when you got into this environment. I, I mean, I was going to the gym at sixteen. I'm Twenty-two. But I wasn't. <laughs> you know, really into it in a sense. I enjoyed it and it, you know, it made me feel relatively good and but I had no clue what I was doing. I just turned up and did things that worked and I'd use a few programs, lost some weight, got some compliments. So that was quite nice. It wasn't until I was literally when my daughter was born, when I was 23. Oh, Jesus. 22. That's like me having, having a child now. Yeah, tw- well, I, was 20- I was 22 when we found out Ooh. she was. we were having her, and I was 23 by the time she was born, just. Um, I didn't become a fitness instructor slash PT until I was 25, so I didn't even start enjoying it on that kind of level until no. much later on down the line. So don't feel bad about leaving it till later as well, because I think that's a massive roadblock as well when people walk into a gym and oh, it's just going to be full of old, uh, younger people that are yeah. what they're doing. Or you look at people that are older than you and doing better than you, and you think, oh, well, God, they must have been doing this for ages. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just found their passion a little bit earlier than you did. We're all on the same journey. Some people just start it earlier and drop off and come back. Um, like uh, a martial arts perspective, when I did um, Tai Jitsu, traditional Japanese martial arts. Tai, if I, oh, tai Jitsu? Yes. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. Tai Jitsu is um, it's, it's body art. So, or, so Jitsu is art. Thai is body art. So it's Thai Jitsu is the traditional samurai martial art, which came before they basically made the samurai sort of thing illegal in Japan. So Thai Jitsu is where karate, judo, jiu-jitsu, aikido, kendo, and all those traditional Japanese martial arts come from, because when you weren't allowed to be a samurai anymore, they broke off the different disciplines and turned them into sports. So karate is the striking art. Um, Judo is the throwing art. Jiu-jitsu is the submission art. Aikido is the counter 
yeah. art, kendo is the sword art, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, oh, then and I did ninjutsu as well. So I am actually graded as a ninja, which is awesome. Of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the whole point is that there's a there's a rope across the kamadana, which is where we used to do our prayers at the beginning. And the whole point is is that you all when you start your journey, you're never off it. Yeah. So if I went back now, even if there were people that had started after I left, I would still be more senior in rank than them, even right. though they've got a higher belt rank than I have, because I started my journey before they did, therefore yeah. I am still on it. So kind of use that in the same way. You are all you've all started your journey from whenever from the moment you contemplated your journey started. People may have got on there just before you. Some people may have got after and may have decided they want to put a bit more into it. But the fact of the matter is you're all, we're all on the same journey. We're just at different points and we're all going to try and help each other move forward. There are people that are knobheads and they do want to go off and do their own thing and put other people down. Screw them. They're not important. They're not the people you want to associate yourself with because there is far more people that want to move you up and keep you where you want to go. Focus on that and keep that as your main go to um, I think that would probably be a good point to end on is that you know for, ev for every for every person that you know wants to make you feel bad there are at least 10 to 12 people in the gym that will yeah. make you feel good and just focus on those people find those people find us and we will make sure that you enjoy it as much as you possibly can do and that's the thing I think just focus for, for now if you're a total beginner just focus on enjoying it you know uh, I know we've spoken a lot about different things that you can do but the number one overruling thing is you need to enjoy what you do otherwise you're not going to do it you know if yeah. it's the gym is not for you that's fine if outside is for you go do it you know maybe, maybe not today because it's ragtag not today it's uh, <laughs> this is week three of a, another storm of a weekend I mean yeah, how's, how's that making your run go right now? Yeah, not very good. I was absolutely drenched on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I was just running. Thanks. I'm thinking, oh, God's sake, I've still got two miles to go and I'm just getting drenched. And then it started hailing. Oh, shit. Started hailing. And I had shorts on no. as well. So it's just like... <laughs> slapping my legs. If ever there was a reason not to run, I think you've just nailed it for everybody. But then... <laughs> don't, don't... But then... Uh, but no, no, but then the sun came out and there were doves. No, no. Not having oh, I've ruined it. I've ruined yeah, it yeah. now. I've ruined it. Right, where can they find you, Will? They can find me on Instagram, uh, Mapley underscore the run coach. And on Facebook, it is Will Mapley PT. And you. For me, um, VS Complete Fitness. Um, across... Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, this video will go up on YouTube. It's a very long process to take almost an hour's worth of video and put it up there, but it will go up there, so give it a few days and I will uh, let everybody know. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you have any questions, please drop them to us. Um, today's topic was brought up from questions by Will's clients, so thank you very much to those guys for passing them on to us. And, um, yeah, we will come back next week with some more wonderful topics, and we will speak to you soon. Epic. Have a great week. Bye.